2021. Already? Yeah, man. I'm over it. Take me out. The first <laughs> week has been so rough for me. What the fuck is this? I thought this was about to be New Year, New Me. Like, you know the mean face where the girl's like gagging? Like, she on a court show and she's like, that's me, right? That was me the whole week. I was just like, what is going on? Not even outside of the attack on the Capitol, outside of that domestic terrorism. Like, even before that even popped off, I'm just like, yo, like my period started. It was Mine like, too. yeah. She came for blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a vengeance. <laughs> she came for blood. Speaking of, like, have you tried any, like, period panties before? That's all I wear. Which ones? I love, I, I wear Sustain, I wear Rayel, and she thinks. On the first day? All the days. Nah, I yeah. tr- I feel like I tried it and it was giving squirmy. It was giving what? squishy. Okay, who did you try? I don't know. It was like at Marshall's. <laughs> no, that's the problem, nigga. <laughs> you, try, you cannot try cheap period panties. Yeah, they like $40. Yeah, but then, you know, I've had my period panties for two years now. Okay, so, but I don't understand. Like, walk me through the process. Of, are you wearing a new panty every time you change? You put on. Yeah, it's like a pad. Okay. So I'm doing it just like you would a pad. Every four to six hours, I'm changing underwear. They have the ones where you just change like the liner. Have you tried those? Those are new. I haven't tried that yet. Okay. So you literally, so how many, like, are you a heavy girl or are you regular girl? So first day I'll wear a tampon, but I'll have the period panties on too. Okay. So yeah. And then the second day I just wear them like a pad. I take them off. I hand wash them. I hang them in my shower to dry because you got to wash them out. If you don't wash them things, that was going to smell like blood. Oh, my God. Um, but I like it so much better. In the long run, it ends up being so much cheaper because when you think about it, you probably go through what a box of tampons per period. If you buy any organic ones, that's $13, $14 a box. You you end up at $40 in two months. But how many would you recommend for like a girl that's like a five-day period kind of thing? I, I think eight to ten. Panties. Eight to ten panties. Do you like the boy shorts one or you like the bikini one? I like the bikini ones. I'm okay. not with now. Thinks has the thong ones. I'm not with the thong. I don't understand. What in the light <laughs> days are you giving? I don't understand no, how ma'am. that works. I can't wear a thong on a regular day on a period day. I need comfy. I you gotta cover everything. Okay? Nah, nah. I like the the regular the like the bikini ones. Yes, I love them though. I do, and I try to cut before. The cup was too much. Have you tried to? I cup? tried the cup. It was not. Nah, it was giving messy. It was a bloodbath. It was. Yeah, it was too much. Nah, no for the cup. Um, I have noticed like switching from regular tampons to organic. I've noticed a difference as far as like cramps and things. Um, but period panties. That's like. But have you heard of free bleeding? I've heard of that. I can't. That's a whole different level for me. Because I feel like period panties is free bleeding, but that there is. are people that like. Just wrap a towel around them and just go. Yeah, I can't do that. And, and then there's whole there's whole cultures where like women are like away from the men for the seven days. Like you're you're looked at as looked at as like unclean. Like yeah. you're going through like a period, like an actual period of a period of like cleansing. So like you're away from your husband. Like no men can even touch you or look at you. But I kind of like that. I mean, who I wants do. to be touched and looked at anyway? I don't like your emotions be like on overdrive. I mean, I I, I love it. Have you? read um sacred woman yes by queen of four yeah every time i attempt to like it's very very deep and so like i'm always going back to that book but i look at how you know sacred honestly we are like that period that period of being on like menstruating is a a really supposed to be introspective and personal and transforming i agree yeah i definitely feel it with the emotions because i'm a thug (laughs) 
uh, the other <laughs> 20 something days. But then when that time comes, like, I'm feeling all the feels and I don't like Are you that. crying? Are you emotional? I'm not crying. Like, I, I, I feel like I want to, but it's just like, I, I just can't cry without having a reason to cry. Right. I don't remember the last time I cried. I probably, I mean, I'm due for a cry, but then I'd be looking like, yo, what are you crying for? Like, you're so blessed. I'd be feeling like, like it's ungrateful to cry. What? Yeah. Nigga, I cry at least twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're emotional ass. I don't even know what I be crying over. And that's how I know my period is coming because I be extra crying over shit when it's time for my period to come. Yeah, this this week was just a lot. Um, you know my birthday is coming up yeah. this week. So, you know, you deal with that, those emotions of getting older and this is a big milestone birthday, so it's just like, you know, and you start looking at the choices that you make and how you want to change and so i couldn't wait to talk to my therapist this week i was just like yeah we gonna get into some things girl we we gotta iron some things out because i don't like the way i'm feeling like and it's crazy because i think i'm on like the fifth or sixth session she kept asking me this one particular question like every time she's like are you okay with that are you okay with the way you are and i'm like yeah i'm okay and this is the first time i was like no i'm not okay <laughs> and so she was just like okay so we're finally going through that that breakthrough process and i'm like yeah i'm excited um just learning more about yourself and you know just like trying to change and just be better i think that's all we're trying to do is just be better yeah i think 35 is a are we saying our age yeah I mean, okay i think 35 is a it's scary i'm turning i mean he's a week older than me but as we approach that, all of these thoughts and ideas that I was told when I was 18, 20, 22, 24, like, oh, you know you can't have a baby after 35. You know you're reaching that age where you're high risk. You know, like, 35 when I was growing up was like the year that you owned a house, you were married, you had kids, not one kid. Mm -hmm. No, you already were established with children. And I'm like, damn, we still out here. I'm still out here living like I'm in my 20s. Right. And so I think, especially in our business where everybody's getting younger and, you know, everything is about youth and looking this way and then ageism is a huge thing. I think I think it's empowering for us to be very transparent about, you know, our age. And that's why we go so hard for what we do, because it took us X amount of years to yeah. get here. So we want to cut that in time and half for other people. And, you know, we have to recognize like we're leaders in this space and we're not the same as the young girls like we can say the young girls now like we're not that part that's we, crazy yeah. we cannot we can say the young girls we're not the young girls anymore nah. and so i think that realization is what's so like yeah it's hard it's like hard. it's beautiful but it's also hard it's to accept hard. that like we're not the young girls anymore and it's okay like there's yeah. so much wisdom that comes with age and experience and you're not going for the okie doke right. on anything. Right. And I think it's a little, it's like a double-edged sword with us because on one hand, we look very young. And even the nature of what we do is very youthful. So we have to balance that while also balancing this maturity. Yeah. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot. It's, it's really a lot. But yes. it's a blessing to see 35. It's a blessing to to do what you love, even at 35, mm -hmm. um, to still feel youthful, to not feel 35. Like, there's nothing wrong with being 35. I don't think 35 is old at no. all. But it's, it's, would a, you ask me at 18? Like 35, 35 is ancient. Old. Like, you old as shit, girl. <laughs> Grandma. And so we have to look at that. Like, if like if somebody was like, first of all, old lady, like, we can't do the same things that the young girls are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because this is an era of trend. This is an era of youthfulness this is it so where do we draw the line between this is for me and this is not for me because it's 
too young. Like, do we do that? Like, are we putting ourselves in boxes? Nah, I don't think so. I have seen women that are in their 50s doing all of the TikTok trends and doing it well. And I'm just like, oh, okay, go, good for you, sis. And I think, I don't know if we talked about this. I went on this influencer trip last year, two years ago. And I met these three women and they were all over 65 mm -hmm. and they were doing this full time. And granted, I don't want to be doing this full time at 65, but it was dope to see that like, wow, there is a market for that. There is a niche for that. You can age and you can still do what you love. Yeah. <sighs> life, mm. life, life, <laughs> life. But yeah, I think mental health is something, especially in the beginning of the year, I think we're all getting our ducks in a row and you know, working on, you know, our doctor's appointments, dentist appointment, getting all those yeah. things in order. I think, you know, now is a great time to start seeking a therapist. Therapy for black girls is an amazing resource. Vic, mm -hmm. last episode you spoke about, there was another place. Oh, open Path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Open Path. Uh, if you have Medicaid or if you don't have insurance, there's a lot of therapists on Open Path that uh, had di have discounted rates. So, and that's how I found my therapist. Now, granted, we talk about money and everything else. And so now I'm not doing the discount no more which I'm a little salty <laughs> about but you know it's it's dope um and, and therapy this week I talked about birthdays too because mine is coming up and I had to deal with a lot of or am still having to deal with a lot of unlearning of things that I learned in my childhood like my parents my mom specifically made a huge deal out of birthdays and so I and holidays in general and so I came to associate that with love gifts with love and now I'm trying to unlearn that, yo, people can show you they love you in other ways. But mm -hmm. it took me a long time. Like, I would be in past relationships like, nigga, you ain't give me no gift. But what's your love language? Is it gifts? It's not gifts. Okay. But because my parents, it's only gifts on Christmas and my birthday because that's what my family did. And mm -hmm. so that's what I've been shown. That's what love is. But on, the, on a regular, no, it's words of affirmation. Like, I don't give a fuck about a gift. But on my birthday, <laughs> nigga, I want gifts. the gift. Gifts. Donations. Gifts. <laughs> More gifts. <laughs> I feel that. For real, for real. So how do you properly, you know, deal with your mental health? Like, with all these things going on when you... And it's interesting because I had a conversation earlier this week before I, like, had, like, a breakdown um, about mental health. And I think that conversation was triggering mm -hmm. but not in a i don't know if i want to take it negative or positive but it made me think like so we're having a conversation it was with um the ad council and we're just talking about creating you know for change and how do i talk about mental health on my channel and you know how do how have i been taking care of my mental health and i think one of the biggest questions that triggered me was like how do you create for change or how do you speak about mental health on your on your platform mm. and it I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on one person to say like oh you have to speak about or like why you don't or you know it's like it was a lot and it's like I sometimes I know a lot of people come to social media to to decompress or as an escape from the traumas of the world or whatever they're dealing with and so it's I think it's a difficult area to navigate because one you don't want to trigger yourself you don't want to alienate isolate your audience you know everything is very we're in we live in a world with cancel culture and putting up trigger warnings and all these things which are great but I feel like when do we stop putting boundaries on living like when do we just start living like yeah. not worrying about trigger warnings or worrying about offending somebody or worry about getting canceled i feel like that is so much pressure that you put on people and especially influencers we have this large platform where people come to us to escape so yeah. how do we escape 
how do we who's pouring into us we gotta pour into ourselves how do we do that unplug you gotta unplug for a little bit like you i feel like you have to it's just like if you work a regular nine to five you take a break you get vacation days because you need to get away your mind body spirit all of it needs to decompress um but it is hard because you could be a food influencer and people want to know who you vote for I I just make recipes I don't know why do I everything has to be political but do you think like where do we draw the line can you just create just to create yes and no I think that yes you can create just to create but once you become an influencer and you start influencing people's decisions and actions I think it's part of your social responsibility Mm -hmm. to take a stand. Now, what you stand for, how you stand for it, all of that is going to vary. Like, you could take a stand being a Trump supporter, but you better stand the fuck out of it. First of all, speaking of this girl, Amanda Insing, I don't know her last name, but she was in, yeah, you know, attack on the Capitol. Like, she was going off, like, oh, pro-Trump, the girls was getting in her ass on Twitter. She's a YouTuber, right? Yeah, she's a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, and she's like, was black fishing. She was just like very, very white, white passing Latina, I think. And then now she got like put in some wet and wavy, curly <laughs> beauty supply, <laughs> Lee's beauty supply store. Oh, <laughs> in, and now she's put on, a, you know, NC 45, 35, whatever the girls are giving. And now she's this Afro Latina, Boricua, whatever now. I'm done. But she's a Trump supporter. And so it's like, It's interesting because it's just social media just makes things so like, it's just weird that you really cannot be, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. You're going to be crucified for your views. Right. Oh, absolutely. I don't agree with her. Like I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not any of that. But like you said, you're going to be in it, like stand tall in it. But then that's going to create a rift between other communities, right? Because if yeah. you support Trump, you're supporting hate, you're supporting bigotry, racism. You're going to start to lose deals and things. So maybe she just, maybe people just want to cook. Maybe they don't want to impose their political views because they know they're going to lose sponsorships and, I think that's fine and followers. I, I think that's fine. But then I'm always like, I, like, I just want to know what you're scared for. Like, if you feel that way, what would you scare for? Because they know that they're going to be scrutinized and crucified and canceled for their political views. But I think that views supporting Trump, supporting Trump, it goes past politics. Like, this is no, this is human decency, human morale. This is mental health at its finest like can you imagine how not even imagine yes you can imagine you saw the shit like the confederate flag is in the capitol building like that's triggering for us this goes beyond just simple black and white politics at this point right this is you are standing for like you said for anti-semitism like you're standing for so many things other than being republican at the end of the day i agree i agree it's just like when does your political views become like oppression Mm -hmm. or literal violence against minority groups or oppressed groups and i feel like that's where you draw the line you can't you can be a republican you know because even the republicans was looking at trump and the rest of these hillbilly they was like (laughs) we do not fuck with that (laughs) they have a very strong line as far as like respect and what they stand for they like nah nah we can't we can't we can't get with that so I get it. I do. 
Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you're going to talk about it, then be about it. Whatever, whatever, it yeah, whatever that is for you, just be about it. And just know people, I mean, once you become an influencer, people are enthralled with your life. They want to know what you eat. They want to know what you wear. They want to know everything about you, including who did you vote for or how do you feel about whatever transpires in the country. Um, but that's so much pressure. Like at the end of the day, we are, we didn't ask to be influencers. You know, I don't think we asked that. Mm. It kind of happened. We didn't ask. Okay. But there are people now who are like, when I grow up, I want to be an influencer. They're literally asking for this. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so hard for me to, um, to not feel that pressure. Cause I, I might've spoke about this before, but as far as like natural hair, like I used to always wear my hair. Like I would never try any other style, but the fro, because I'm like, I get so many compliments on the train or people would stop me and say, Oh, I love your channel. You're the reason why I went natural. And I don't want to miss that opportunity to empower somebody to embrace who they naturally are. And so I would put that pressure on myself to only wear my hair one style because, mm. you know, you never know who you're going to run into and if they need that message. But then at the end of the day, I was just like, I can't do that. I have to live my life for me. And, you know, that message would get to them when they'll get it, you know, like and what's you, for you is for you. The message is out there. Right. Like if y'all need the message, she got it's it's videos it's tweets it's you know the message is there you've done the work yeah i think it's safe to say that you can and already have evolved past that if people want want that from you it's already there definitely definitely now it's like like we we've been doing this for so long and it's just like what's next like what's next like we are not on the same level as people that are getting into this industry or even been in it for a few years like and we can't look at that as a guideline no of what we should be doing shouldn't do it like we've always been about doing our own thing yeah and so i think we will continue to do that and you know and yeah. strive and empower and inspire the girls to, to be their their greatest self as well agreed i think that's something i struggled with last year was like yo don't do what everybody else does and granted i'm always authentic and i'm always myself but i noticed like oh so and so is doing this and i would like to do that so maybe i should do more of what they're doing um and that's not the case. The case is, yo, I've been doing this thing without any rubric, without any like model for how it's done this long. And now people are using me as the model. Mm-hmm. So Vic, don't look back, like keep doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And if the brands don't get it, if the audience doesn't get it, they're not ready yet. Yeah. But two years from now, they're they going to be doing yep. <laughs> what you got to realize that you got to recognize your greatness, like yeah. your GOAT level. Like it's like... You are a pioneer. You're a legend right. in this game. Like, and it's just like, of course, people are going to emulate. Of course, people are going to try to copy. Of course, people are going to be inspired and use you as a blueprint, like literally the blueprint. Yep. And so I've always hated that as a kid. Like I was always a leader and people, whether it's my friends group or whatever, will always like wear what I'm wearing or copy. And I'm like, I used to hate it, but it's just like, I had a younger sister. So I already had somebody that was like my mini me. Mm. So I got used to it. And so the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing now, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I want to empower and inspire people to be their own individual selves. That part. Like, we already got a Kia. We don't need another Kia. We don't need another Vic. Mm -hmm. You know, you can wear the same outfit head to toe down to the socks. But it's not going to give what it was supposed to give because you're just not me. Yep. So, should have just sat there and ate your food. Emphasis on your (laughs) food. All right? Your food. Okay? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. It used to bother me, too. It still does. Like, 
I don't know what it is that gets under my skin. I think it's because I've worked so hard to be my myself, whatever that feels like. And when I see someone else doing it, I'm like, that's not yourself. That's myself. And right. I work really fucking hard to be this person. Like, there's no story. There's no there's not there's nothing personal that we tied into that because I feel like a couple of episodes back we were talking about yep. why do you like certain things like you like these particular areas because your grandmother gifted you with them that's why you like this color that's why you like gold that's why like everything is so personal and you like this because I like it it's scary it's weird it's weird it's scary it's giving I had a girl <laughs> get, get this hanger tattoo and she sent me a picture and she was like oh I got this tattoo because you got it and this is the story why I think you got it and I was just like what? what? That's the scary part. But like, I think it's okay to draw. Like, okay, so where do we draw the line mm-hmm. of being inspired versus being single white female? Like, crazy scary roommate. I think it's when life. we bring it back to something personal. So, say if you inspired me to, I don't know, create a website, right, or start a personal blog or a YouTube, I'm gonna do my own thing. But mm. I can acknowledge that Vic inspired me to do that. Right. But when I go create that YouTube and it's like down to the colors, aesthetic, the whole vibe is exactly like Vic. Who cares about the context? But it's like the whole vibe is you. Right. That's when it gets scary. It's okay to get imitated. We all have, well, inspiration. We all have Pinterest. But it's just like, how do we turn that outfit inspiration into who you are? You right. bring personal elements into that. And so I think that's what people are forgetting it's and it comes across as like inauthentic yeah like that's not you right i've never seen you do that before but i know who does that and mm-hmm. you having the follower like right. people aren't dumb they yeah. know like somebody i was in a clubhouse room and somebody was asking me like well kia i want to know like what do you think about like that whole thing where like the the, the curtains are like blowing in the wind <laughs> i'm like girl what she was like you know like the curtains are like blowing in the wind or like it'll just be like a beach and I it's just like a right vibe. Now. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> Then she followed. I was like, what? Well, why you don't go live? I'm like, because that's not me. Right. That's not me. Like, why? Like, that's just not me. Like, I know where I thrive. I know who I am. I know the type of content and message I want to give my audience. And going live just is like without a purpose. Yeah. Without intention. That's just not me. And so it goes back to like people recognize all the trends online. Everybody wants to be aesthetic. Everybody wants to show something blowing in the wind or looking off into the ocean or things that just don't mean anything. Like, yeah, it might be a pretty picture, but I seen the same post 50, 11 times that part. by a different person or a different influencer. And you're just using it as in, I guess a, a post to like, kind of like dump your feelings or say, you know, Monday breeze, I want to be in bed or what, you know, some cliche thing. I just want people to get back to storytelling and storytelling can be just be something as simple as, individual like why you like something how is your day doing how is your week how are you battling this like give us a throwback yeah i think with social media it's all these trends and people just hop on it and just have no personal relationship to it yep it just doesn't make sense none i think it's because it literally goes back to what we said episode one why do you want to do this are you chasing followers you chasing clout you chasing fame or do you genuinely just like to create and share things? And I think that for a lot of people, it's not the latter. It's not. Because like you see that like you can look at somebody's feed and just see the change. Like it's one thing to see colors changing, you know, moods changing. But like when you just see the whole aesthetic just like change into something that is trendy right now, mm-hmm. it's just like I get it. 
I get it. Like there is a balance between trendy and authentic yep. or classic or something mm -hmm. that's authentically you. But once again, even when we talk about bringing brands into our life, it's like, how do we naturally organically put that in our content? Like how do we like, a lot of the times people are like fitting this aesthetic within them versus how does this naturally fit within me? Yep. And it's just, it's not inspiring. It's not organic. It's not relatable. It's pretty, but it, what's the message? So like, what question, are you sending? How do you transform or rebrand yourself? Like, can you do that as an influencer? Like, how do you do that? Mm. Without it coming across as inauthentic. I think it's a journey. Like you, mm. you get in locks. Who knows where that's going to send you? You might be right. freaking one with the earth by next year. <laughs> <laughs> you might be living on a farm by next year, you know, but there's a, it can be a gradual change. Right. Like if you woke up tomorrow, you on a farm and you, you know, it's, you're giving something else. I'm going to be like, okay, well, what's the story? <laughs> right. But I think when you take people along that journey and you open up and be vulnerable and talk about that, I think that's how you transition into mm -hmm. a new aesthetic or rebrand yourself or um, just, I think people change their names. Like, I think that's a great way to, to rebrand. It's yeah. just change your name, give us a new introduction about why you change your name and then move on from there. That's a way that you can like, really like yeah. go from it from the get go. But I think people love the story. They yeah. love to watch you grow. Like I love getting the messages like, yo, I've seen you grow. Like I love your journey. Like, it's inspiring. Inspiring. I'm like, I don't really see it. Like you can't see it for yourself, but then you look back like, yeah, it was a Nigga. freaking journey, bro. <laughs> like we've been through it all, got it out the mud. And so I think that inspires you. Yeah. Like even me, like I never like delete any of my old pictures or videos. I love going back and Same. just seeing where I've came from and how hard I worked. Same. And I like other people to see it too. Like right. I want people to be able to go back to 2010 and be like, wow, you girl, you yeah. came a long way. So they can see that it wasn't an overnight success and it, it makes people like appreciate you more and really fuck with you more, I think, because like you, you're, you're showing that growth. Yeah. People want to know how you got here. Yeah. You know, we didn't wake up with all these followers. We didn't wake up with this mm -hmm. confidence. We didn't wake up with this newfound whatever wisdom. Yeah. It's been a journey. And yeah. so here through 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 visuals, you can actually see yeah. the process. But I think it's a little bit harder for us. Like whenever someone asks me, well, how do I gain followers or how do I? It's very hard for me to answer that in this climate, because when we started out. Like there, what do you mean followers? Like there was no. Nobody was following anybody. Nobody cared about anyone's followers. It was a very different atmosphere. So for me to tell someone now how to gain followers versus how we did it seven, eight years ago is so different. People yeah. are, it's harder. I it's feel like so now. It's so much harder. Like the block is hot. And, but I think when you're authentically you, your tribe would just naturally follow. I think so too. I think you combine that organicness, that realness with some strategy. And I think that's where you find that sweet spot. Um, I think it's, it's like that little Venn diagram. It's like what you're passionate about and then oh, like yeah, yeah, what yeah. your followers are, what's trendy. And then you see where those two meet and merge. And that's like that sweet spot. I mm -hmm. think that's where you really want to stay in like right there. Yep. All right. So I spent new years in Puerto Rico. I saw, Listen. first of all, and the girl, uh, <laughs> the girls were coming for you. Pissed. They, I get it. I get it. Because I see there's a certain responsibility. Like we talk, social yeah, responsibility. Yep. You can't post. If you don't want nobody to know, don't want anybody to comment, then don't post. It was more than one. 
people on like, the college people list subbing are all- me. Oh, yes, girl. Somebody was like, I hope you get COVID and die. I swear. Oh my God. And I'm just is it that. ever that serious? No. Do you, because I, this is a question I want to ask you because you are, me and Vic are like polar opposites as far as like sharing and privacy and transparency. She literally shares it all. I'm sure there is a method for her and she uses her discernment very well to figure out what she needs to, I'm, I trust her with that. Like I never, if she posted, I know she already thought about it a hundred ways and she was fine with it and she posted it. So like, how do you deal with that? Because you're so open with sharing and your transparency and your journey and things like that. How do you deal with that pushback? Does it make you not want to share? Like do yeah. you learn from it? Like how, how are you dealing with that? I think first of all, I don't really get that much pushback. I think I told you a couple episodes ago, once a year and it always happens at the end of the year. And that girl was the end of the year. Um, but this trip in particular, it definitely changed my thoughts and views on travel. Um, and I had to log off mm-hmm. because it was getting to me. Like, I know the type of person I am. I know the precautions that I'm taking. Like, Lou and I ordered food in. We were there for a week. I think we ordered food in every night except for one night. Like, we were never around people. Um, we took COVID tests before we went and when we got back. But that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I can say all of that on the internet. Doesn't care. Uh, what what it showed me or what what it told me is that i do have a social responsibility and it doesn't matter how many precautions i'm taking if i show the world that i went to puerto rico and they all go to puerto rico and don't take the same precautions that's a little bit on me um and so i felt bad about it. i haven't released a vlog vlog yet i'm going to but i am going to talk about all of these things and i was supposed to go on a trip for my birthday to mexico and i canceled it because Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't this is not the image that I want to put out into the world. Yes, I had a beautiful time. I'm like, I came back so clear and free, but the damage that I could potentially cause, I don't want that on my conscience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, travel's a no for me right now, unless it's road tripping. Okay. Yeah. So would you travel and just not post or you just always feel obligated to, to post when you travel? I don't always feel obligated. Um, maybe I do. Maybe I do feel obligated to post when I travel. I realize that it's a, I don't know how to not work. Yeah. So I don't know how to not work. Well, that's what it is. And it's not even that it's work because there were no sponsorships, but it was like, I'm inspired. It's it's a beautiful place. I want to share it with the world. Um, That's why you have a Finsta. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's why you get you a Finsta. You get you a Polaroid. You save these memories. It's something that you can talk about two years from now when we're back to wherever you can talk about your journeys and stuff. Um, But I think a lot of the times with anything that we're going through, we we never really have a clear head when we're in it, when we're going through it. It's always, that's why I always take time off. Like anytime, anytime there's like craziness going on in the world. And if I'm hesitant to post, I'm just going to chill until like it's natural yeah. to post. Like I sit on content a lot and it's like, I don't never want to force things. And I'll, I always want to make sure like, that's the thing. I'm a Capricorn. I'm always worried about what everybody else is going to think. Right. Like I do my own thing, but I'm still worried about what everybody else is going to think. I'm always thinking about the impact. I'm always thinking about you know, what are people going to think? And you know, yeah, I'm always worried about that. And I try not to be, but I don't allow it to affect me. Like how I move but I'm always thinking about my consequences and how my actions can affect other people. And right. so when you're going through things, it's hard to have that clear head. It's yeah. hard to have that hindsight. 
like step back and be like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm thankful I didn't post during that time because yeah. or whatever, because I already know the pushback. And yeah, like you've always been super, super like transparent, even like sharing like your love online and the intimate moments with you and Lou. Yeah. It's just like, how do you like I'm just like so amazed because I'm just like, girl, not the shower. <laughs> Like, I feel so, like, intrusive, like, on this moment, yeah. like, with you. But at the same time, it's beautiful. Like, seeing a black man love on a black woman so openly and sharing it with the world. Yeah. I think we need to see that. And that's why I feel like your page and what you, you talk about is very, very important. And that's why you make those sacrifices. Yeah, like, it's not is. hard. It's hard. It's hard to share that. And, yeah, like, I give it to you. Nah, it's hard. <laughs> so, the thing is, I'm impulsive. And so I will do things in the moment. And after the moment, I'll be like, oh, shit, maybe I should not have. But then I'm reaffirmed because nine times out of ten, someone will say something like, oh, this inspired me. Oh, you changed my life with sharing this moment. Um, and those are the things that keep me going. Like I've shared so many things, like me crying and like all sorts of things. And in the moment, I'm just like, so I know someone is going to need this. Mm -hmm. And I also... It's very easy to go to someone's page and be like, oh, my God, she has, she's doing, she is, without knowing the context. And so context. And so part of it, part of the reason I share it is so that people know, mm -hmm. like, yo, no, this shit was a struggle. I need you to know where it started so that you get the full picture of why I'm so grateful right now, why I'm doing these things and sharing these things and showing these things. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier, like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to be about it, then be about it. Stand tall in it. Yes. Like, have you ever went back and deleted something you posted? Only because it didn't fit my feed. Okay. Not because it was brash okay. or irrational. Mm -mm. Nah. Nah. Mm, Twitter. Okay. Because I got on Twitter in college and I was saying some real reckless shit when I was like <laughs> you 19. Gotta, you gotta clean all that up. Yeah. I dug through all my tweets. Same. It had to go. Because it, it was before, but Twitter was like the first platform I got on before I even became influencer. Like I think it was around the time, it was before I even started a style blog. It was like right when I graduated from college, it was like 09 around that time. And I got on Twitter. Okay. And so Twitter was like my first love, my baby. And so it was a little reckless on there. So I had to clean her up. It was up. a lot of reckless. Yeah. I, so what do you think? So people that, because, you know, they always bring up old tweets. What do you think? Should you scrub your Twitter or create a whole new Twitter? I think you need to scrub it. Because even if you create a whole new one, somebody somewhere in the motherfucking internet is going to find it. They're going to find that one tweet that you tweeted 12 years ago. And hold that over you. Like, people can change. So what do you think about that? Like, so say... You, me, tweeted something problematic in 2012. I did. I hope y'all don't find that shit. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I deleted it. Love, all right? No, I deleted it. No, and I so did. I look at things like that, like how they just so quick to cancel you. They, you know, but discount all the work that, you, that you've done to right. overcome that. So like, but at the same time, I get it. Like, how can your views so drastically change? You just realize that you need to keep those things under wrap just not tweet them yeah so what do you think some there's what are some ways that you think that people can show that their viewpoints have changed if they tweeted some wild stuff in the past i don't think there is because mm. i think that the people that it offends they're gonna it doesn't matter what you do max and there were gonna there will be people that are like you know what i feel them i've done that too because who didn't say reckless shit when they was 18 19 who didn't do reckless shit when they were 18 19 that they regret and you've grown 
not even just grown enough to know not to say it, but maybe your idea, I have ideas that have changed surrounding food and weight that I was real reckless with. And now I do not feel those ways. So I just think, allow yourself grace. What do you think about cancel culture? I think it depends on what we canceling people for. Like there are some people that are just canceled and you can't come back. Trump. You, I'm, like, it's, it's, it's you, can't, like you can't come back from that 10 years from now you can't be like in our community we speak a lot about colorism and you know things of that nature so apparently everybody went through a phase where they hated dark-skinned black women they were at the butt of every joke mm-hmm. so when we talk about these conversations in our community like what is cancelable what is how do you redeem yourself that part that's what i don't i don't know how to redeem yourself yeah because the internet is cruel you gotta tweet through it <laughs> like the I internet I, is a mean place it's a mean place but i think it's you know i think you apologize you acknowledge where you where you went wrong and then you also talk about how you're gonna make a change i think that's how you properly like apologize right but but by that time your brand deals are gone you already you lost a million followers because people are just like, no, she's we're canceling this person. That's so crazy. Like how and that's why the Internet is so scary, because it's like how one mistake or one something from 2012 when you wasn't even in this industry, how that can come back and like literally change your whole life. But I think there's lessons in that. I think you if you bounce back, you come back stronger. Yeah. Um, cancel culture is just something I can't really like. I don't like I'm gonna get my jokes off about it, but. I understand how triggering that is to somebody's mental health, especially yeah. in our community. It's just like everybody turns their, we already feel alone. Right. And strangers ganging up on you, you know, people going to tell you to kill yourself off yep. of something that's. Yo, wait, I saw this tweet from Tyler, the creator. And it says something like, um, what do you mean internet bullying? There's no such thing. You can just log off. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, can you? Like, is the is the answer that simple that you can just log off to get rid of cyberbullying? Because it seems come back like it. on, it's still there. Right. But it's a logical. In theory, I get it. Right. It's like, just, just log off. But then it's like those thoughts have already started to yep, that infiltrate seed. your meant. The seed has been planted and yep. it's, you start thinking negatively. Yeah. Especially if you're a kid. Because a lot of stuff, like, thank God social media did not exist when I was 14. I can't imagine. You already are trying to be popular in your school. Now that's not enough. Now you got to be popular on the internet. I got a lot. Do you think that Instagram removing the likes, do you think it, it helped? I still got likes. Well, generally speaking, I don't have likes. You 50's, don't have pa- like? 50's page got likes, but I, I don't got see, likes. I could see my likes. You've updated your app and all that kind of stuff? I could still see my likes. The only mm-hmm. thing that I can't see unless I click on the comment thing is the comments. It won't show me how many comments I have. I don't know. That's crazy. But do you think just that idea of removing likes, do you think that help, that ha- can help or has helped? No, nah, because you still got followers. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, you still got followers. And now the kids are on TikTok and they can see all the likes and followers and everything. Yeah. Nah. Crazy world. Okay. So, so anyway, back to back to travel. Are we going to go back to there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. we had a question from um, their Instagram Instagram and Insta. <laughs> their Instagram name is at al.sata, S-A-T-T-A. Um, and she slid in the DMs and said, what are our thoughts about travel? How do we secure sponsorships for travel, like accommodations and clothes? 
I think you you are great at that. I mean, Vic you. be working. Like if she <laughs> she gonna get her whole trip supplied, like down to the flip flops, everything, the hotel, the Airbnb, maybe not. Well, she gonna have that link that's gonna <laughs> that y'all After gonna give fact, me yep. give her some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Vic does that. Does a great job as far as like, um. Yeah, I think you do a great job with that. But Thank like, because that's like also brings up the point of like, when do you work? When do you unplug? Like, right. I'm, I have so much pressure when I'm traveling to create content. And I'm just like, no, I just want to unplug. Yeah. And then whatever I create is just organic. It's like, I don't have to do anything for no company. Yep. I don't have to do nothing for nobody. Period. That's why like influencer trips. I'm so glad like nah. those are behind us. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> those are so much Depending pressure. on the place, but nah, it's a no for me. Um, because I like to travel by myself. I don't even like traveling to Puerto Rico with Lou was hard. I like to be alone. I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do. Um, but one thing, just like other sponsored content, like you have to naturally start doing it. So you have to naturally start posting travel content. You can't Already, just be yeah. like, I got a trip in March, never posted no travel stuff. Let me hit up people. It has to make sense. Um, also give them ample amount of time. I mean, four or five months is good. Uh, have a media kit that you send. Um, and your content just needs to be on point because you're competing with other people. Uh, but I agree with Kia. All of my trips are not sponsored. I didn't have one sponsored thing on this Puerto Rico trip. Anything I created was just from my mind, my emotions. Do you think you're past that of reaching out to get things for, for trips and things like that? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't even want yeah. that anymore. That's, that's a lot of like the organization it takes yeah. to be able to get those, just getting the packages and understanding, oh, I got this. This day I need to shoot this. This day, that's just so much. It's a lot. And doing it with other people, it's way too much. So what do you think about going on trips with other influencers? I think you got to view that as a work trip and not a fun trip. Mm -hmm. Like, people got the game fucked up. You think that you're going to go out there and have fun? No, you're not. Even if this, if it's your trip and you've planned and you've got the brands, you're going to be working. If it's the brand's trip, and they planned it. Ain't no downtime. They have your life scheduled. You booked and busy. And then you still got to get your content and post it. It's a lot. So is it worth it? Like on the influencer trips that you've been on, would you go again? Is it worth it? Some of them I would. Some okay. of them did a really good job. Like whoever the project manager was or whatever that looks like. Some of them did a really good job at padding in alone time. If they pad in some time where I could be by myself and do my own thing, yes. Yeah, because a lot of the times it's like boom, 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 activity. We want the content right after the activity. You don't got no time to plan. You're rushing. It's a bunch of other influencers. Everybody wants to shoot everybody else's content. Like if you gave me a plus one for my photographer, my plus one, whoever's going to take my, my content, and you also carved out alone time and also time to actually create the content. Everything was always so fast. Yeah. And I don't work that way. My creativity does not work that way. I'll get anxiety. I'll be stressed out and I'm over it. And then being around a whole bunch of girls and that part dealing with their emotions and yeah, no thanks. I'm triggered just thinking about it. Like <laughs> I do not like group things. I don't either. I'm going to find a nice alone. Then next, you know, oh, Kia does not work well with others. She had an attitude. But you know, now we're in a pandemic, so you know, it works out. So do you think that's a great way to collaborate with other influencers is to go on branch uh, well, go on trips together and create content I like young so. influencers for yeah, sure definitely yeah. i think like rent a house all y'all get together shoot each other's content like definitely it saves money because when you're traveling alone it's expensive you travel with other people y'all get to split the cost yeah so what do you think are some like ground rules with working 
or going on vacation with other influencers? Um, I think should you know them? Should you be buddy buddy with them already? Like, should you understand like this is business? Like, where do we draw the line? Because I'm going on a trip with you. I'm spending my money with you. Right. I'm gonna be living with you. Do I even like you? Right. That part. Um, I think it's important to be friends first, or at least know each other. Like, have met because you show up. You don't know what kind of people these are. You have no idea like how they live, how they move, how they act. Nah. Definitely think you should know each other. I think divide and conquer. Everybody should have a job or a task, right? Especially if you're reaching out for sponsorships, like who's reaching out to this person? Um, you know, do you guys have management? If so, who's handling negotiations? Um, yeah, who's looking for the house and the accommodations? Who's figuring out our activities? Like everyone should have a job. It should never just be left on one person. Do we have any like audio questions? Oh, yeah, 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 we do. Hi, Kia and Vic. My name is Judy. My Instagram is J-U-D-O-R-A underscore. And then my question to you guys is, did you start a separate Instagram account to submit yourself as a content creator? Or did you just use your personal account um, that you had already had a following on um, to post content to? Because my issue now is that um, most of my followers are family and friends and a few people who like my medical school journey, but I want to submit myself more as a creative and a content creator. And I'm finding that I'm not really getting the most engagement with my creative posts. Um, my instinct is to continue creating and not really look at, you know, the engagement and trust that it'll come organically um, from people who find my page. But I just wanted to know how you go about um, posting when it seems like people aren't really, you know, fucking with the vision that you are putting out. Um, so, yeah, thanks. I get this question a lot when I was doing like consulting stuff. Like people would ask me, like, should I, well, should I start a new Instagram? Like, why? You already gained this 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 following on this account. Like, mm -hmm. why would you create a new one? Like, you have to train your audience. Mm -hmm. You have to let them know, like, okay, that was cute. Now we want to something else. All right. And so get with the program or get lost. Like, I think we as creators, we're always looking at ourselves and we have to we have to require our audience to meet us at our level. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we cater our content to them and we, we feel stuck. We get resentful. We, we start to like eh, hate it because we're doing something that we don't want to do. Yeah. So allow yourself to grow and allow your followers or your audience to meet you there. And if they don't like it, they can leave. Period. Yep. Also, Including family. All right. You're not okay. doing this for likes. And if you are, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. Do create the content, post the content, like Kia said, because it's what you like. Not because it's what they like or they understand. Build it and they will come. The right people will find you. Yep. It's like when like the natural hair movement first started, like it was so hard. Like if you were a natural girl, you were in that box. Yep. And nobody wanted to see nothing else but hair from you. I from the gate, I was just like, nah, I'm DIY, I'm thrifting. Right, you gonna get hair, but this is what you're gonna do. So you have to like rebel against that. Like naturally humans wanna place people into boxes. Yep. They wanna compartmentalize you or your hair or your fashion. You have to be anti all of that. Anti-box. Yeah. Yep. So follow your instincts, girl. Yep. All right. Our next question comes from Doreen. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for doing this. I listened into your last um, podcast. And I was wondering, like, how do you actually go about finding management if that's something you're looking into? Um I think as like an LGBTQ content creator, I think it's a little hard 
when you don't fit into a binary to find management. But if you guys have any thoughts on how people go about that, where to look for a manager, um, that would be great to hear about. Um, how did you find yours? She found me. But before that, I had several people email um, and I asked other influencers, hey, who manages you? Are they looking for new talent? I think you have to put your ear to the streets mm -hmm. and, you know, find people who make the type of content that you make and then see who manages them. Um, this is good and bad for two reasons. It's good because let's say you're into wellness and you find a manager who manages other wellness influencers they then have an inside into that space so they can start pitching you to those clients that are already coming the the issue i guess or the con is that now you are managed by someone who manages other wellness influencers yeah, so there's a conflict of, yep competition. competition um but i definitely would start by looking at other influencers and maybe reach out like yo you have a manager yeah. and google like I was Googling, yo, influencer manager agencies, like what y'all got? And just even just putting it out in the atmosphere, like manifesting that, it'll just happen. I remember when I was talking about quitting my job, I knew that I wanted to, I needed a manager. I didn't go seeking any management. I just put it in the atmosphere, like I need a manager. And then I remembered the network that I was signed with on YouTube. They had a management division. I remembered that. And I was like, let me reach out to them and see if they're accepting new clients or, you know, want to work with me. And they so happen, happened to be like revamping their management division. They were like, yo, we wanted to pitch you. We would love, you know, for you to join. And so it ended up working yeah. out. But yeah, you have to put fillers out there. You have to, you know, like Vic said, reach out to other influencers, see who managing them. Just make it known that you're looking for management. Like, be open with that. And then it's not a one-stop shop. Like, you're not going to find one person and that's going to be it. Like, really vet these people, get uh, recommendations or referrals or, you know, see how many people they work with. And, you know, because of conflict of interest, yeah. like, you don't, you got to understand, like, if they have 10 people on their roster, they're probably going to pitch all 10 of you and then not everybody's going to get it. So, weighing the pros and cons of being on a roster versus with somebody who you're the only person or like have your friends yeah manage you like they, if they can negotiate right and so them. like we spoke last time you need 360 like you need to know how to do it all yep. so if you know how to do it all you can properly convey it to somebody else maybe it's your home girl that wants to get into management or somebody like that like yeah i will work with the people in my circle because i already know them Same. and then once you get bigger like obviously you're gonna outgrow meant that management at some point then you can look for something bigger but then at, by that time people are probably reaching out to you to manage you i feel like in the beginning you don't need a manager at all at all do it yourself you like if people one. aren't reaching out to you to manage you i don't think you, i think that's a good indicator that you need one yeah or if, if the workflow is so much that it's overwhelming like you can, the, there's no way possible that you can negotiate read all the contracts get your shit done then it's time but don't people be rushing into management. Listen, it sounds cool. It sounds cute. These people are taking 20% of your money though. <laughs> right, so if you got to, if you got an extra 10 minutes right. that you could respond to the email, I, I suggest you respond to the email. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take your coins. They're gonna come for all of that, all right? But they're gonna be working for it too. They're gonna work for it. Yes. Let's hope they work for it, you know. Mm. All right. What else we got? Do we have another question or that's no, it? No, that's it. Hmm. You know, I've been getting a lot of questions like from men 
okay that want to get into influencing okay, and okay. stuff like that and i thought that was so interesting so shout out to the content kings out there or yes. whatever i know it's like two of y'all but whatever <laughs> um yeah i know our our podcast is very very heavily weighed towards the females because we're women um but i think that's interesting for the men that are actually listening I think men influencers is like it's so much money out here for y'all. Yeah, because it's not a lot of y'all. It's so much money, and the majority of y'all have more female followers than males, and so y'all can sell women stuff. Like y'all can, and women buy things. We are the main consumers in America. Women. It don't matter what it is: clothes, cars, home goods. Women lead mm-hmm. in spending. <laughs> So one of them asked me, like, what do the girls want to see? Like, what do you want to see from men influencers? Like, let us know on our on our Twitter and our Instagram. We'll probably yeah. do like a poll or something yep. um, or question box on Instagram. But let us know, like, what if you're if you follow a man on Instagram, what do you want to see from him? What do you uh, want to see? I'm into that. Uh, the same type of shit that I like to see from women. Aesthetic. You know, actually, a lot of my follows of the week have been men. Really? Sean Garrett mm-hmm. for the skincare, and then the first one for the aesthetic. And I got somebody today that's a man. <laughs> I like following guys. I think that their perspective on things is a little bit more relaxed than women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I don't want to follow a man just because he's a man. Like, right. I want it to make sense for me. So aesthetic someone who's vegan who talks about wellness like all of the things that i look for in a woman i would say like sneakers i love following the men for sneakers of course because yes. i'm like oh that's cute like you know men take a lot of style cues from women but you know i think we also take style cues from men as well as far as like wearing things oversized and things like that um so yeah i love seeing fashion like i love it love it for men um i really don't follow any men that i'm like into like that like like the way they look but i know a lot of women follow men because they look good so you got to give the girls face you got to give the girls body okay yeah personality it'd be the the smiles it'd be the smiles (laughs) for me give us a skincare routine like we want to see the grooming i think that is a such an untapped market for men like give us the grooming like even though y'all could wake out wake up out of bed and and put like vaseline on y'all face and y'all good but like there is so much Skincare out there, hair care, just grooming, body care, all of that for y'all. And I think women would really love to like see your grooming routine. And even men, like men are very basic, right? And yes. so you can be that change that we need. Yes. Like, let's talk about men's grooming, like yes. getting your nails done. Let's talk about getting them eyebrows done. Like whether you're a metro or you can be like the hoodest dude on a block. Like we want to see like how you take care yeah. of yourself. Like my homegirl's husband has a he just started a like a I guess Instagram page for men's grooming mm-hmm. and like self care. It's called Hair Club, H A R E dot club. But they talk about like mental health for That's black men. Dope. They talk about grooming. They talk about skincare. Like it's yes. really dope meditation. Yes. And it's such an untapped market, especially for black men. We need that. Y'all need that space. Like women, black women, we have so many safe spaces just for us. And we talk about things that we talk about on this podcast. And I think men need that. And so. The sky is the limit. Like, this is an untapped territory. Y'all are making probably, you can have half the following that a woman has, and you'll probably make the same amount of money that yeah. she has. Um, so, yeah, y'all, it's, yeah. it's so much money out here for y'all. Yep. So much. Especially if you're of color, because yes. right now we hot in these streets. And that melanin be popping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but shout out to all the content kings out there. Thanks for tuning in. 
Oh, I think we got some. I I ran a few little polls. Okay, okay. On our Twitter last week, so let me see what what it was giving. On our last episode, episode five, we discussed the future of social media. So I asked our Twitter followers, "What trend can they get behind?" So it was TikTok Reels, voice chatting apps, and social media shopping. So forty five percent said TikTok and Reels, which was the highest. 33% said voice chatting apps and 22% said social media shopping. Hmm. What do you think? I'll see that. I mean, TikTok and Reels is n- it's new, new. Shopping been out for a minute. Clubhouse people still like, I don't, what is it? Do I like it? Do I not like it? Like, yeah. And the second question I asked was, if you could only be on one of these social platforms, which one would you choose? I mean, obviously people are a little biased because we were on Twitter. So 64% said Twitter. 18% said Instagram, 14% said YouTube, and 4% said Pinterest. And then I did a follow-up, and 40% said Tumblr. Okay. 16% said Snapchat, 15% said Clubhouse, and 29% said TikTok. Damn. Okay. So Twitter and Tumblr I'm were the it. top. I'm with it. I'm not on Twitter that much, but Tumblr, on Tumblr all the time still. Tumblr is still that girl that's where i find all the inspo but let's 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 get into the hot or not right so i've made it a point to like vi- i want to visit a museum in new york at least once a month but okay. this past week i went to the moma the museum of modern art which is in midtown i went to the brooklyn museum today okay and it was so interesting because last episode we were talking about you know how everybody gets the same inspo from different places so it made me think like where do i usually get my inspo like i'm such a visual artist i love i love magazines i love coffee table books i love all of that stuff yeah and museums there's something so meditative about yes. being in a museum like people are quiet they're sitting there and enjoying the art and you're just like interpreting the way you want and it's just like to be in a space with all this energy of just creativity and i'm more of like a sculpture kind of girl like paintings and things like that are cute like i only want to see the basquiat and the <laughs> everything else y'all can keep that um but like i like the sculptures i like like the three-dimensional things i just like things that i can like Work, walk around and see and so the moma is 10 10 yeah 10 10 moma is just amazing just to be just the energy in there like every nook and cranny the lighting is freaking art yeah there i mean it's the museum of modern art love it yeah love 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 it um because they have a basquiat in there and they also have a keith herring in there as well and a few okay. other people um so I, yeah that was definitely a hot for me brooklyn museum I feel like that is a staple for Brooklyn, but I feel like they just, they fell off. Mm. I went today and it was the same exhibits that I seen last year. Two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, wasn't inspired. I wasn't inspired at all. And I'm just like, damn, this is my city. Like I want them to do a little better. Like granted, you know, it is a pandemic, but I do love their gift shop in there. I got a few things from there in their gift shop. So the museum they need to step it up it was a not right now like but they do have great exhibits when they come but right now yeah. they still have the mummy thing they still had the um which is really interesting it's a good exhibit yeah, though but i've seen it already yeah, yeah i've yeah, seen yeah. it and it's just like eh. like the first time i saw it completely captivated because they have that one like little exhibit where um it has the hair mm-hmm. and i thought that was so incredible that black women have been braiding our hair since bc and the fact that the shit still survived i'm just like wow we've been on these braids that was dope to see but i i feel that i feel like the museum of modern art would be 
a little bit more interesting with the textures and the colors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Brooklyn Museum is more of like a walk through history. Yeah, it's just a walk through history. And they used they used to do something called First Saturdays, which yes. was like a popping club party thing I loved and it. art. But that was pre-pandemic. And girl, the cuties, the honeys was in there. You was like, it was mixy, mixy. And so like, I was in there like feeling a little nostalgic. Like, yo, this is where the DJ used to be at. But um, I think the Brooklyn Museum is good for what it is. It's a staple in Brooklyn culture. But I think they could do a little better. Especially like having more exhibits with local artists. I think that would be really, really dope. Yeah, I agree. But as we go into a new year and we're really starting to think about where we get inspiration from and finding different inspiration in different things i think museums is something great especially if you live in new york any major city there's so many museums yeah. to check out that's funny because uh when we first saw each other today kia i told kia i'm going to dc to see my aunt she was like you want to to a museum <laughs> like no why because i definitely have to hit up the african-american history museum i that heard like so you good. need like at least like two visits to go through the whole thing and it's just so traumatizing and celebratory and it's all these beautiful things. Though. Like I'm really, ex- I can't wait. I'm going to have to plan like a whole like weekend thing to DC to go to that museum, but I'm excited for that. So that's kind of like my hot right now. I haven't really tried any new products. Sarah V um, recently came out with this, the hydrating cream to foam cleanser. Previously, like the hydrating standard cream cleanser was that girl, but the, the foam added to it, it really gives you like that extra cleaning action. So I really like that nice hydrating, you know, it has the ceramides, it got hyaluronic acid, it's giving the girls everything. Shout out to them because they just <laughs> sponsored some content for me. And so um, to actually work with brands that you've always admired and always used yeah. is dope. Yeah, I love that. But that also brings up another question that I have. What? When do you separate things that you use in your everyday life and things that align with your brand? How do we draw the line? I mean, is everything a go? Like, I think that depends on the type of content that you create. Okay. Like, if you are strictly and solely skincare and then you start posting what type of toilet paper you use, I'm going to be like, this is what? This doesn't even make sense, girl. But if your lifestyle, if your lifestyle, everything is fair game. But that is just so like, I think, I think lifestyle is so broad and you can't be lifestyle if you're not also doing travel, you're doing skin, you're doing home. I think we, I think the creators, like when you're a creator, I think you even fit in like the fashion that like you have a niche yeah, because you're creating. I think lifestyle influencers is like more so blogging and it's very, very cookie cutter. If you think about people that do lifestyle content. But I think you can do lifestyle on YouTube really well. Yeah, definitely. I think the video, because when I'm watching like the girls that I admire on YouTube, when I'm watching like their wellness routine, it's skincare, it's Mm -hmm. what they're wearing, it's what they're eating. It's so many things wrapped into a six minute video. That's it. That's and it's it right easier there. Because if you're trying to post a picture of your bedspread and your cleaning products and your makeup, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a good thing. So that's why it's so important to have like multiple platforms. Yes. Because I think Instagram is just for the visuals, mm-hmm. the artistry of it, not the selling of the product. Nah. And not even really the storytelling. Yeah. Like I think YouTube, you can tell a spend the day with me. And that's every product in your motherfucking house. Boom, you That's sold a great it. Way to look at it. Because I think it I struggle even to this day with like it's easy to incorporate things on YouTube because I can just do a vlog. Yep. Day in a life vlog, so so easy. Like people and people want to see that. 
So it's just like, it's not even like it's throwaway content. It's like something I was already going to do. So yeah. I can incorporate things in my day-to-day life. But for, for people without YouTubes, for people without stories. these other platforms. I think stories, because it disappears. You know what I mean? It's just a quick like, hey guys, I'm in the kitchen cooking right now. This is what I'm making. Yeah. Once again, it boils down to make it make sense. Does it make sense? Okay. And yeah. so actually negotiating, like, yeah, you want a feed post, but this doesn't really align with my brand for my feed. However, this would be great for stories. I can do a story for X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yep. Um, so understanding that you don't have to go with that first offer. You can negotiate. You definitely have room to kind of fit it because stepping away from money or walking away from money is hard, Ooh. but what brand integrity or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You don't want to get into a bag where you're, constantly serving us products that just don't make sense like yes you're telling me you're you're a skincare girl but you're talking about arm and hammer baking soda toothpaste and toilet paper and how does that that don't even make sense doesn't align it confuses the audience and it comes off as an ad like a break because it is program it is yeah it's like you don't ever talk about toothpaste why now are you talking about toothpaste now if you're vegan and you do wellness you found this really cool like earth friendly vegan toothpaste by all means but like since you're talking about sneakers and now you're talking about toothpaste, I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like if you're like a vegan food blogger, like the toothpaste wouldn't make sense for me either. But it will make sense on the stories. Right. Or through your to through your YouTube video. So yeah, I've been January, I don't know how I've been for you, but I've been getting deals on deals on deals. And so I'm thankful. I spoke about this last episode. Like Januarys are usually super busy for me and they are. Um, but I'm I'm definitely in a different space where I'm turning down a lot of things because it just doesn't align and mm-hmm. it's becoming mental gymnastics to try to make it work. And I don't like being rushed. Right. I don't like being rushed. You're not going to rush me for a creative concept. You're not going to rush me for to sign this. You're not going to rush me to do anything like it's OK. Let's normalize saying, let me think about it. I'll get back to you on that. Right. Like, you don't have to ignore people, but just say, let me think about it. Mm-hmm. When do you need an answer by? And if that day comes and you don't have it, you got to walk away. You got to walk away. And it'll come back. It will. I think that's the thing. Tenfold. It will come back. My January been crickets. <laughs> <laughs> but I I had a couple of things, like a couple of contracts I signed the last week of December that are like for January, which uh, one is my biggest like paying contract Yay. that I ever did. So I'm excited about that. I'm like, oh, shit, just take the cake for all everything I'm missing out on. That's dope. So when do you think it's a good time to take a break? when you feel like do you need to do you think you need to schedule a break yeah i think whenever you feel like you need one mm-hmm. like that trip was a break i was creating content but i was not there was no emails answered i think i signed one contract and i posted one or two things for content queens but that was it no other work and now um i really want this year i really want my weekends to be free you know with the exception of maybe doing one small thing mm-hmm. but i don't want to be rushing and scrambling saturdays and sundays i just want to chill around the house like everybody else yes that work-life balance yo you need it you need it yo we've been grinding all our life yo. we've been hustling all our life like when does it stop i was thinking that the other day <laughs> literally i'm tired it doesn't like i'm so grateful but i'm tired girl I'm tired. I'm, I'm just tired. ready to sit back and let the money work. Yeah. Like, I just want to put some money that here. Passive income yeah. and like really focusing on those personal projects, that yeah. brand development, like what's next, that step. I think we're in the stage where we can do that. And I think this podcast is like the first step for that. It'll definitely open up more doors for us and give us that freedom that we crave. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of opening doors, Kia got the keys to our office and- today. 
we was like mapping it out like this is gonna be this this is gonna be this yes. we gonna get curious but i'm like no we gotta go back to the <laughs> before we start talking about amenities okay oh wait but we do have a coffee pot and a teapot up there already. okay cool so yeah we so we'll get a curate yeah, eventually we good, we good um if there's any like interior designers out there that would love to help us curate oh, yeah. our space and decorate our space definitely hit us up we're looking for you we looking we coming for you all right um oh my heart or not yeah so my hot for this week have you heard of lovecraft country yes you watched it yeah i just finished it <laughs> you late to the party girl i don't watch tv yeah you don't but i loved it it was so good right so are you a sci-fi good. girl i am okay like the only type of shows that i like huge game of thrones fan mm-hmm. i'm into all of that kind of stuff yes loved it that's my hot if you haven't seen it watch it um i actually don't think that the writers are black but all, most of the cast is black yeah um and then when I was in Puerto Rico, Salsa Botanicals or Salca, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Um, I tried their face elixir and their bug repellent, 100% natural, handmade in Puerto Rico. Loved, loved them. Nice. Did you bring some back? I brought some back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my not, y'all gonna kill me for this. Let me preface it by saying, while I'm so happy that she's on the cover of Vogue, I don't like that cover, Kamala. I need to see it because everybody's been talking about this. Why is she not on Chucks? Like, what is she trying to give? Ooh, like, she's trying to all, be too down with the dip set. I don't the like The backdrop looked like she did it in her bedroom. And Tyler Photos took that, right? Yeah, I just am not. She's, we try, they're, they're trying to humanize her. But it, this is not it. This is one cover. What is this backdrop? And why I'm an AKA, but why it had to be pink and green like this? Because she's shouting out the set. No, this is tacky. That's tacky boots. What is she wearing? I need her to give glam, girl. I need That's her what to I'm give. Like, I don't know what the vice president is supposed to do, but you ain't doing all that letter like a president. So you need to give the girls glam. Like what is Especially this? Especially on the cover of Vogue. I want to see hair giving flowy. That's what I'm saying. I want to see. They could have put her in a gown. Yeah, I want to see the femininity. I mean, I understand in politics women are scrutinized you know it's a man it's a men's game a men's business right yeah. so you got to come prepared but i think this is ushering a new way like this is these are monumental moments and that. i think you need to rep this it set. just look like a campaign poster to me yeah it's not giving what it was supposed to give it's not vogue no it's not so it's a not for me she could have threw on like that's what i loved about our forever first lady michelle obama she was given the look yes classy like looks even hillary would have done yeah better at this than like whoever her team is and she's a gorgeous woman i I don't think there's anything wrong with playing up your beauty because Mm -mm. beauty plays a huge role in your uh your likability yep yeah exactly play on that privilege like Like, you're already better own it right so now they drop the ball on that as you can be beautiful you have the beauty and the brains and because i think i don't know i think it might have to do with the fact that she's a black woman she's a woman a woman and it's just like you don't you're playing a man's game like i said and it's just like i don't know i think femininity is there's power in femininity and oftentimes women we have to cover it up in order to to be taken seriously yeah we have to cover it up i think there's strength there's power in femininity and her embracing that like the pantsuit is she could have did a suit (laughs) but it didn't have to that's like express it's like clearance that's yes express clearance (laughs) It's bad. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So that is a that is a a a not for a both not, of us. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like it at all. What else we got? Dober nope. Are we here? I mean, I don't even think we have anything for that. 
No. Anything don't. released mm, recently? No. Anything coming up? I got a drone and we hate it. Yeah. Me and my friend Courtney was just talking about like, we need a drone for when we go on vacation. Mm. So the thing is, I got this drone from Amazon uh, because I thought, let me look up the model number. It was, it's a little one. And so I thought, you know what? Actually, Kia, look behind you. I think it's in like a little, it's like a little gray th- under your jacket. It's like very small. It's like a little gray case. Oh yeah, I see it. That's how big the drone is. So I'm like, it's cute enough to travel. The problem is because it's so small, the wind be pushing that thing everywhere. Oh. And we were near the beach. Um, but I, so I do think that a drone is dope to have. I think that it definitely will elevate anybody's like content, especially if you're traveling. Mm-hmm. But the one we got is a nah. It's a nope. It's a nope. Do you know the name of it? Oh, let me look. That's what I was doing. Let me look right now. So y'all know not to get this. Holy Stone HS510. GPS drone. It's did you read the reviews? I did read the reviews. I even watched little videos. Yeah. People was like, yeah, we love it. Nah, it's a no. Well. Mm. What else we got? Black owned business. We have to, we didn't even get to our question of the week. Oh, we didn't? We oh. didn't hit our question of the Shit, week. I'm over here like, look, let's <laughs> Ready go. to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a nice little quick one. I like it. Question of the week is how do you create responsible content? Like this week, a whole coup happened or tried to happen. Terrorists broke into the Capitol. That was white people business, all right? Was it though? They ain't had nothing to do with us, all right? I'm glad everybody minded their business, okay? And got the jokes off. It was funny. I mean, the jokes, obviously. Yeah. um, I think the jokes were funny, but I definitely think if you live in this country, I think it has something to do with you. I mean, of course, but I feel like as influencers, this was the time for the white influencers to step up and condemn that. I think we, though, the burden is always on the black influencers to to speak about this shit. Like we live this, this is our life 365. Right. The trauma is triggering over and over again. Because if we we replay what happened with Black Lives Matter protests over the summer, like we couldn't get... we couldn't get 30 feet in front of the Capitol without, you know, National Guard coming right. in and tear gas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's very, very triggering. Yeah, it is. And it's, so taking a break was, I was all for that. Yeah. I already was having a rough week and then that happened. I was like, yeah, it's I'm quiet done. for all of this. I'm done, done. I think taking a break is good, but I also think that we we need to be kept in a loop of what's happening and why this is monumental. I think that a lot of people didn't really understand. Like it was funny because mm-hmm. it nigga, it's funny. Like some They had no teeth. I was just like the things that he they had- were wearing. The dude with the little horns, like, where are you going? They had a blow up doll in the <laughs> house speaker's <laughs> office. Like I they just- was running all through her stuff. So yes, it's funny. But also what this could mean for history, like when you look at the history of war throughout civilization in America and not a lot of wars start just like this. And it's not that it starts the next week. It's that it starts three, four, five mm-hmm. years later. Black people have always laughed through the pain. I see. Yeah. I think that's our natural defense mechanism, but obviously it's something much greater yeah. at, at that's going on right now. Or that could, that could happen. That could happen. Um, I think that's where the fear came from for me. Cause yeah. I was just like, wow, not only are y'all like out here doing this reckless shit and I'm confused as to like, I saw a guillotine. I'm how, yeah, so who that even has, like what is going on? Like 
the Capitol Police were just letting them in. Like it was just a lot. It was a lot to Nadia, process. I saw a video where one of the Capitol Police was like, "Come in." They was taking selfies with them. The thing that 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 really broke my heart was the aftermath. Afterwards, I saw the people a video of the people who had to clean up the mess. Black, black and brown, of course, and brown people. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, we should not have to clean up this shit. Also, on the flights home, y'all in the air acting a whole ass, singing the Star Spangled Banner, like flight attendants scared. Pilots talking about they about to land the plane early. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If I was that pilot, y'all would have had the bumpiest motherfucking ride ever. I'm sorry, we going through. They it. shouldn't have been on the got been able to At get all. on the plane. They shouldn't have been able to to be lodged there. Like it's just so much. Yeah. So much wrong. They're given like that was the epitome of not only white privilege but white power. Yep. Yeah. How they can do anything without impunity. Yep. Like. Yeah. It's just a reminder. And so if yeah. you took a break during this time, I, d- I don't blame you. If you posted through it, I don't blame you. I think black people, we need to find our peace, our joy, and whatever that means. And who cares what anybody else has to say? Because we been fighting. Yeah. We've been talking about it. Yeah. And so if you find peace and solace in, in posting through these times, good for you, girl. But I would love to ask our followers, like in our audience and our community, our content kingdom, like, what do you think is the best way to create content during times of trial and tribulations during, you know, where the country is literally at war or through just triggering moments? Like, what do you see? What type of content would you like to see? What yeah. type of content would you not res- like? To yeah, see. not like to see. Um, but creating content for change, I think. It's very intentional. Yeah. You know, I think it's something that you have to think about. I think it starts with, like you said, intention. What is your intention? And I also think it starts with your own personal morals and values. Like it's one thing to anybody, anybody could screenshot some shit and post it and be like, go do this. This is motivational. But do you really live that? Do you yeah. really feel that? And I think that's the thing. Like remember we were talking about before and it was just like, we, we felt like people were trying to out black each other. Yep. Like this is not even you. If you're not leading the revolution Monday through Friday, why do you feel like during this time is when you're going to do that? Like speak to your voice. What's yeah. personal to you? Like how do you cope through these things? Like I'm not going to tell you guys, meet me at Times Square. We're going to go march. Like that's not how I deal with instances like that. That's not my place in this world. You know, I'm going to organize. I can organize. I can push people to sign petitions. I can do those things. And so I feel like finding your voice within those moments is what's really important. That And that's going to be the most impactful. Yep. Absolutely. And just being true to that, like, don't feel pressure to, to post or post about a certain thing or, you know, be super, super woke because that's yeah. just, it's not you and it's okay. I think that's the But part. pass the pass the baton to somebody who it is, yeah. like, promote other pages that are about this change and that's going to get people mobilized and doing things. Like, if you, it's okay to say you don't know, yep. but it's not okay to, to pretend or to pass off false information, but use your platform to to educate and to uplift maybe another smaller creator that is all about, you know, that business. Exactly. Yeah. So period poo. Let's <laughs> wrap the girls up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah. has been a like I, I I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. It's been a it's been rough. It was rough to kind of this is probably the first episode that was kind of like rough to sit down. It was. Yeah. I think I think being on a break for a while does that. Yeah. Because you kind of get, not lazy, but you your mind is like on vacay mode yeah. still. And I hope, you know, we, we delivered this episode, of course. Like I we went so. from We went from having like 
episode one full scripts to now we just kind of like bullet have points. like two bullet points <laughs> and just really have a conversation but that's we're developing we're, we're coming into our own in this content queens universe and you know thanks for following along we're getting comfortable and we don't need all of that you know and so yeah. we're just gonna have a conversation and when there's points to be made points will be made yeah. period like not so much focused on the gems because then that becomes just inorganic and they come the gems gonna happen come. they're gonna pour you know because that's what we do right so who you following this week who you blocking this week let's uh, get into it all right all right all right so my follow of the week is eating vegan with nick um black vegan he posts recipes. He also like reviews uh, other black vegan products, restaurants he sits down at. He has a YouTube channel plus Instagram. Um, I've just found his content really refreshing. A lot of vegans that I follow are like super healthy, which is great. But like sometimes I want to see like a vegan cheeseburger with like cheese and sauce. And like he really does do that. Dope, it's dope, like dope. very man's food, like manly food, mm -hmm. but for vegans. Dope. Who are you blocking? Who am I blocking this week? I'm blocking Mia Ponsetta. Uh, Mia, I don't know if y'all heard, Mia is this little white girl. She's 22 years old um, in a mall or some sort of store, a cute, or maybe it was a hotel, accused a young black boy, mm. Keon, he was 14, of stealing her phone. Not only did she accuse him of stealing her phone, she then proceeded to attack him to grab the stolen phone that he never had. The hotel ended up finding it. It's all on video. His dad stepped in because he's only 14. So his dad stepped in to get her off. She had an interview with Gail and talking back. Well, I don't understand how this became a racial issue. Gail, you're done. Girl, completely disrespectful. Um, I think she said something like, allegedly I attacked him. No, sis, there's a video of you. And Gail played the video for her. Like, no, here's the video of you attacking him. What are you talking about? Allegedly. Well, I'm young and I'm allowed to make mistakes. He's 14. That's such you attacked a child. You're 22. You know better. Privilege. She's blocked. Bye, girl. All right. So my follow of the week is Sneaker Facts. It's actually created by a, a black woman. She's creating a the first ever sneaker trivia game. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited for her. You know, we got to we got to represent for the culture. Right. So our Instagram is S N K R F A Q S Sneaker Facts. Love it. Love it. Love it. And my block of the week is Miss Amanda Insing. Oh, yeah. We spoke about earlier, you know, she is promoting hate, bigotry. She's a Trump supporter. All of these things. And, you know, Jackie told us to defund her. So we're going to defund her, you know. Has, <laughs> Bye, she girl. To go. <laughs> and Bye. Then she's a black fisher. Like, we don't need any of that. So you got to go, girl. Black owned business. Black owned business of the week is Savant Studios. Shout out to them. They make the infamous Nina Simone tea. I want um, young, that. black, and gifted. I actually am an in-house stylist for them. So I've been working with them for the last couple of months, just like, you know, working on their brand vision and doing some photo shoots and stuff with them. So if you're in Brooklyn, they have a brick and mortar location on Fulton Street. Check it out. And they also have an online online shop as well. Dope. That Nina t-shirt is dope. I might have to get that. They got the shirt. They got the sweatshirt. They got the hoodie. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Might need that. It's crazy because my black-owned business is also someone that I used to work with for uh Sucre Couture black owned jewelry yes. line got that you had that yes. photo that's still going viral to this that day how photo, long ago was that that photo was taken like five years ago wow. with my hands covering my face the rings and the baby hair yeah that is uh, that is on everybody's mood board that is a vibe uh um, sure Sucre Couture black owned jewelry mostly gold I was their creative director 
but they have dope shit. I wear it almost daily. I shower in it. I swam in the ocean in it. Shit has not turned. Wow, and it's I really not get, that expensive. I need, to, I need to check them out for yeah. sure, for sure. All right. I think that's it. Um, what else we got? What's some encouraging words? How are oh, we going to yeah. wrap it up? I think my encouraging words for this episode is don't let your age define you. Mm. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to pivot. Like, do what you love. My words, definitely from this week, I learned that there is strength in vulnerability. Mm. It's okay to not be okay. And I think the first step to getting okay is acknowledging that. Yeah, you can't face what you don't acknowledge. Oh, man. And when they said, sometimes you got to go through a breakdown in order to see a breakthrough. Can Ooh, I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I felt that. All right. I felt that for real, for real. As always, thank you guys so much yes. for tuning in or your screenshot or all, all the support, the feedback. We love it. We, we we thrive. And those moments where we're like, I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Y'all keep us going. Yeah, that really be like, we got a responsibility. Like, the girls want to know, okay? We love (laughs) y'all. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, episode six. Episode six, (laughs) man. First episode of the year, yo. All right. Yeah. Follow us, Twitter, Content Queens, Instagram, Content Queens. Email us, contentqueens at gmail.com. We see it. We just haven't gotten a chance to go through our emails yet, but definitely we'll address those next episodes for sure, for sure. As always, leave us some audio messages We love to hear it, okay? And yeah, love you guys. Bye. Later.